Infendo.com is the place to go if you want to get everything that we are doing. Head to our Patreon, go to our Discord, even Steve's Discord lives there. Go to Infendo.com today. Creating overwhelming urges to buy Nintendo crap since 2005. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Infendo Radio. I want to say episode 628? That sounds right. Let's go with that. I don't think you guys can check because um, if you were here for last week's show, you'll know that we're not doing this live this week. Surprisingly, Um, you got that right. I'm ah, proud of you. Numbers, man. Numbers and colors. They stick in my head. Probably something there. Probably worth getting psychoanalyzed. But anyway, (laughs) welcome to the show, guys. Um, We hope that this show will be extra special and sweet if you are watching us on YouTube, which I think is where we're going to be re-uploading this, because you should find very minimal audio lag. Everything should look nice and clean and, and Eugene isn't made out of pixels anymore. Everything everything should be really nice because uh, the great. quality should shoot up a lot since we don't have to support being on a live stream. Um, we do miss you guys who have joined us in the live show in the past. So just know we are working on a way to come back live, at least on a part-time basis, maybe like once a month kind of thing. We'll be tweeting all that out at Infendo. So go check that out if you want to know what we're up to and what our plans are and everything like that. But for now, I have a very special treat for you guys because for a very limited time, I have the full house of Infendo co-hosts here. I have one Mr. Eugene. Eugene, how you doing tonight? Doing great, doing great. How about yourself, Lucas? Doing great. Well, that was a really short introduction. I'm doing just fine, Eugene. I'm doing really <laughs> good. Um, where can the people find you when I guess I forgot that part when, I, when I'm not all five seconds behind y'all. Um, yeah, just Infendo.com. That's, nice, right? That's good. Yeah, just yeah. go to Infendo.com. Go vote, too, because it's uh, voting season. You've got to get those a-holes out of the office. Yeah, I don't know it's... if it is down here, but I've... maybe it is. I, I don't know. Say, I... We're not having any elections in New York that yeah, I know of. So. The New Mexico audience, though, is half my yeah, coworkers go, live go in New Mexico. Go vote in New Mexico. So. Even if you don't live yeah. in New Mexico, go buy All my ticket. exes live in Texas. There you go. Yeah, Texas Justin, welcome too. back to the show. Um, how are you doing tonight? Well, you were on vacation you feeling good? You, did, did, was it cold down here? It got into like the 30s while you were here? <laughs> yeah. And then the day I you mean, left, it shot up to like 70 degrees again. So. Oh, don't tell me that. Do you just feel um, like maybe someone hates you? <laughs> I mean, it was nice to get away from the zero degree weather that we were That's having good. in New York. So I just kind of keep looking at the bright side there. Um, yeah, spent a lot of time in sweatshirts. Um <laughs> But, uh, I mean, it did have a good time. Um, we're a Nintendo podcast, not a Disney podcast, so I won't talk too much about it. But if you do want to hear me talk about my... where would you talk about that? Yes, I was say, if you do want to hear me talk about <laughs> well, my God. Disney World trips and other things related, um, go to thedisneyparkbench.com. Uh, we haven't had an episode in a while, but uh, trust me, after this last trip, I've got a lot of things that I want to do, so... So check that out as well, thedisneyparkbench.com. Yeah, I'm expecting to see a lot of content based on all of your exploits. Oh, I there took for like tons two of pictures. Um, the person that I spend most of my waking hours with playing Let's Plays and doing all kinds of things is Steve, who, as you may remember, is not currently a full-time member of the show, but has come back for his third consecutive week. Is because it only it's, three or is this four? This is number three. Justin was gone okay. for two weeks. Okay. And he, unless you, I don't think you were here the week that he was here. So no, you were filling no. in for Justin yeah. while he was gone. And now you're here for a final show to talk oh. about Pokemon. Only because I was pressured into it. I wasn't planning on doing this (laughs) week, but we didn't record a special edition episode of Hyper Voice like we were planning on, so I figured I better come gush about Pokemon, and then I'll go back to hiding in the corner like I have been. Well, it kind of of fixes that itch, right? Because every time in the Uh past that Pokemon's come out, we have done like a special like Mm -hmm. one-hour Pokemon extravaganza. But this one's kind of special because even though we've played it for very different amounts of time, We've all been playing um, Pokemon Legends yeah, Arceus, which is un- unusual. And it is an unusual game because it is kind of unlike any other Pokemon game that has come out. And I don't know if it's going to be a one-off, like, fond memory thing in 10 years or if it's going to change the, the way the Pokemon games are thought of and made and played for the rest right. of time. Um, so we're just going to talk about it and our experiences, our feelings, our thoughts, our, our whatevers. 
Um, and are, have we, did we decide we're going to let Justin get all upset yeah, first, let's... and then we're going <laughs> to counter that with positivity? What's the plan here? What do yeah, we do? Yeah, let's, let's have Justin start, because I've heard... Me and Lucas did a Let's Play for two hours that you can catch on his YouTube channel. Thank you for the plug. Haven't talked to Eugene much about it. Haven't talked at all to Justin. But I want to hear what Justin has to say. Yeah, I'm and, taking and charge. It should be it should you. be it should be noted that Justin said, um, "Yeah, I appreciate that, Steve. Welcome back, buddy." Um, it should be noted Justin said he put something under like an hour into the game so far. So we're talking very first impressions here. Like, yeah, um, you just um, you just blossoming right now. So we should go yeah, in order so, of who's played how much time. I'm okay with that, actually. <laughs> sure. So um, I didn't get the game until I got back from Florida, which mm -hmm. was um, the beginning of this week. Uh, so we're talking like February 1st, January 31st, uh, that area. So I haven't had a whole lot of time to play it. So I haven't been playing it as long as you guys have. Um, I was really excited about this game. Um, I'm still really excited about this game. Um, the more I hear about it and the more I play of it, the more I get the feeling that this is the Pokemon game made for me like a lot of the stuff that that they've done away with or added to is right up my alley um my biggest problem thus far is the same problem and and as Lucas said I've probably played less than an hour of it so I like just got to the village I just met the I don't know the leader of the research group or whatever like I have no memory for any of this stuff right now um, mostly because it is boring the hell out of me. Like, I want to play the game. I have never cared about Pokemon story, and I don't think Game Freak is good at telling stories. Oh, mostly because their method of telling stories in video games is basically the way they used to tell stories in N64 games in the late 90s. Like, really bare-bones cinematography, you have to read everything, and I don't mind reading dialogue, but, like, like it's just... If, if something can be said in one sentence, they give you two paragraphs, it's, it's just mind-numbing to me. And I really wish, if Game Freak wants to put in-depth stories into their games they would let the people who do like the anime and the movies and the and all those things like actually hand draw animate and do recorded dialogue for them and present them like that i would be more oh invested God, in the story the if it were presented at that point <laughs> if, if if they would present them in a less archaic manner and mind-numbing manner i might be able to tolerate it i i remember one of the first things i thought when i booted up this game was um oh thank god there's no voice acting <laughs> like because i knew that this game was going but to be see, parallel to breath of the wild and i was like i really don't want to have to hear professor leventon every time say jolly good let's take a look at how many pokeball you've collected or radio sorry andy but you know it's true come on but, I mean, like, they have... And this is the thing that baffles me about the Pokemon companies. I don't know what they do. Like, everything that comes out with Pokemon's name on it is managed under this Pokemon company umbrella. And yet there's so much disconnect in the communication and integration and all that between them that I'm like, why doesn't sure. the studio that makes the, like, big-budget animated movies of Pokemon get brought on to do the cutscenes and stories of the Pokemon games. Like, why is that not a thing? Anyway, um, hopefully it won't be too long before I'm out of the tutorial and introduction section of the game and can get into the actual gameplay because the gameplay sounds intriguing to me. And, so, mm -hmm. and I want to yeah, break in here for a sec, Justin. Go ahead, because I, I pretty much told my whole experience about it. <laughs> Okay, so I want to tell you a little something that Lucas and I have talked about right behind your back about you. Um, we're like two hours into our Let's Play, right? And right after we stopped recording, I'm like, this is a Justin-ass game. I hope <laughs> I think he you gets did this say game. that, actually. And I said it just like that. You said, like, this is the Pokemon game made for Justin. I think you said <laughs> yeah. exactly what he said. And, I, and, I really and that's what I felt that ever since it was announced. It, you're going to so, enjoy it. So here's the interesting thing from my perspective. 
Because at first I remember thinking kind of like you, Justin. When I first got into it, I was like, okay, we're going heavy on the story, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, whatever, whatever, whatever. Then we get into the first mission, and it's like, okay, we're going to show you how to catch all three types of Pokemon, right? You've got your, your passive ones, you've got the ones that flee, and the ones that fight. And then Steve and I just kind of started wandering, and um, we spent like a good so hour just exploring like the world when not mm-hmm. listening to Akari. Uh, what were you going to say? <laughs> So, did you were you able to not go to the village first? Uh, no, you start out in the village, but I mean, by the time yeah. you know, you've, yeah. you've, see, you've, I, I'm still in the village. I haven't gotten the, to the point where I can leave it. So I just had that whole like 15 minute long yeah. dialogue heavy cut scene that like Peter Jackson would have wanted to cut short. So. <laughs> Like, yeah, see, I just them. considered that like the intro, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but then when I got into like the the game, you have the main tutorial. That kind of just all of a sudden becomes gameplay, and then yeah. once you're like 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 you you get your crafting kit from her at the end, you see a weasel, and then you're just kind of like, okay, now I'm just in the game. And unfortunately for you, I think this is kind of a story heavy Pokemon, so that's not going to go away. Like every. Every new area is going to bring with it oh, yeah. characters and dialogue and play. All of the I just quests wish, are very story heavy. I just wish that the cutscenes were more dynamic. Like even, like, okay, I consider Twilight Princess to be, and even uh, Skyward Sword to be very heavy-handed with its story, but the characters are better animated the the camera angles are more dynamic like there's more to look at and the dialogue is more interesting i just find so, pokemon games to be so like i said so static and archaic so it's funny because that was actually one of the things i talked to steve about in the reverse when we were talking about this game that first night um because i remember playing sword and shield and thinking oh my god it's the end of the world and i'm being attacked and my character just has this blank smiling face on his face <laughs> but then when we were playing this game as things were happening my character would like yeah. look shocked or look sad akari would look over at the p- professor and like glare at him with a sassy look it's like it, it's it's a small step and maybe i just expect it, less of the pokemon company because i've been playing their games for like 500 hours per game for like the last 25 <laughs> years but like it, i was pleasantly surprised i was like oh look at that the characters i have are noticed that the background characters to, do yeah. react to things and like it is um, a little bit more dynamic but I think it's a, a small step considering thing, what games sure. are doing now. The thing that and I promise after this we gotta jump to Eugene because I do want to do that per order thing and we're already like 20 minutes in here but um, one of the things that I find the most interesting about the game and it's something that I kind of took for granted at the beginning are the missions because in addition to kind of teaching you basic mechanics like oh Pokemon have different forms or oh Pokemon appear at different times of day and stuff um, they also have Pokemon-specific missions that are part of the Pokedex requirement for the Pokemon. Yep. And some of those stories are very interesting. There's one, and I don't think this really goes into spoilers because we all know what Parasect is anyway, but there's one about Parasect where the guy wants to study mushrooms and he asks you to bring him a Parasect. And then as he's looking over the Parasect, he's like, hang on a second. Is the Pokemon underneath the mushroom alive? No, it can't be dead. It can, a mushroom can't be controlling that corpse. And it's just like these little, like, um, it feels it feels very authentic. It reminded me kind of of watching the Detective Pikachu movie and seeing people, like, interacting with Pokemon, like seeing a, a Ludicolo serving coffee and, you know, a Jigglypuff, like, rapping out in the street corner and stuff. And it's like, cool, okay, people are actually, like, interacting with these things in meaningful ways. You know, in the first game, like, 25 years ago or 30 years ago or whatever, Professor Oak told you it was dangerous to go out without a Pokemon because they'll attack you and kill you and everything. In this game, they will attack you and kill you, and the professor's actually telling you, you might die <laughs> if you go out into the wilderness. Yeah, you get told like, that a lot. It was, it was, I found yeah. it fascinating that it was like, oh, these are wild animals that want to murder me. Like, I and I think that it. is one of the more fascinating things about this game is because like aside from like the whatever the team evil is of of the generation or whatever like the plot has always been there are these things called pokemon we don't know anything about them your job is to go out and catch and document them like but they're all set in modern times <laughs> they're Based all on Eugene's face, I'm going to say that was an accidental button press. <laughs> that is staying in. Do not edit that out. Um, <laughs> no, that's permanent. 
Um, but like, like these games are set in modern times. They have computers and cell phones. Does nobody have a library? Like, do they have no record keeping <laughs> among these regions? Exist. Is there no international communication? Like, why is it every region is so oblivious to these things? To be fair, when Pokemon gets lore heavy, it tends to get pretty creepy because I think I remember Gen 4's library having a book about how Pokemon and people used to live together and get married. So maybe <laughs> oh. don't want to go down that road. Lucas, oh, there's, well, there's it is a slippery a slope, mission. you know. Yeah. There's actually a mission about Drifloon and having to... Oh, the how it abducts the, kids? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I have a mission, actually. Nods to that. Yeah, Drifloons abduct children. That's like a, a canonical Pokedex fact. Yeah, here's what I encourage that you do, Justin. Once you get to the point where you can go back into the world, don't worry about advancing the story for a while. Just play around in the world. That's yeah. what Which I is did. basically I how I play I... every open world that's game yeah, ever. That's, like, yeah. I, that's what I've been doing. And I've that's how you're really going to enjoy it. Um, I will say like, one I'm last thing. I, I'm struggling to... Because I've been playing Spider-Man on the PS4 and I'm struggling to keep focused on the story because I tend to... Like with Red Dead Redemption 2, by the time I finished the story, I had already done all of the side quests because I start mm -hmm. to seek out these little things on the side and yeah. like I'm trying to be more about, alright, get through the story, mm -hmm. then explore. I have to care about a story to enjoy it, but I've really gotten into this one. The one other thing I wanted to say, and then I want to hear Eugene's thoughts and impressions and everything, is the Pokedex is really cool in this game because it's written by some dude from like feudal Japan. So he's like <laughs> theorizing on how Pokemon work. And when you encounter like a modern Pokemon, like Porygon, he's like, he's like, I don't know how its body works. It doesn't seem to make any sense. Like very, <laughs> very. Fun. Anyway, Eugene, well, at least they acknowledge about... that it makes no sense. Tell us right. about your uh, thoughts, feelings, first impressions. Where are you? What's your favorite Pokemon? How tall are you? What's your favorite color? Uh, I, see, I, I haven't played near as long as you or Steve, unsurprisingly. I'm probably <laughs> about, I don't know, three to five hours in, I would say. Um, my Pokemon are all at about level 20 type of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really done a whole lot of um, story in this game, just kind of exploring the open world. I will say, um, though, about the intro, I don't entirely disagree with Justin. I wouldn't maybe not go that far, you know, type of in, in the hate range. But, um, man, that intro was long. I wish there was, like, a skip <laughs> button or something. I, I mean, it was there cool is. to, like... mashing the A button over and over Right. Until they stop but I couldn't... But I couldn't... I, I can't do that because I have to read the story. I wish they wouldn't have front-ended uh, the story so much, you know? Maybe they should have... Uh, spread that out a little yeah bit. See, like like you know here's a few minutes of dialogue now do something and here's a few minutes of kind of like uh you know the the great plateau you had sure. some dialogue you had some exposition but you also had a lot of here go screw around for a while in between say i think it's a very different experience when you're like as far into the game as i am because you kind of put that intro aside and enjoyed all of the characters and, and oh yeah plot and everything as long as it but was. but yeah but i remember steve when we first played a week ago tonight that one of the things i said to you is i'm only reading every third line of dialogue so i'm happy also, you're here to tell yeah. me what they're saying remember? <laughs> but yeah i yeah. skipped my way through the beginning of the story because at the yeah. beginning of the game I didn't care either. But then you get to, like, freaking Act 3, and it's like, oh, these two wardens have a special relationship, and they're from different clans. <laughs> I want to hear all about that. You know, it's like, all of a sudden, I'm, like, into this stuff. So, like, I, I, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I love the Pokemon story, even as basic it is, as it is. <laughs> like, you know, Justin has said, it's, it's kind of, like, for kids. But I kind of enjoy that aspect of it, honestly. Yeah. It's kind of a little bit more basic, not as heavy as, like, you know. Yeah. trying to go play the witcher or something black like that, and white you know? really tried to do like a traditional rpg story and i enjoyed it i thought it was really interesting a lot of people really didn't a lot of people were not into the like i am truth and you are ideal and we shall battle right. on the rooftop on the final day <laughs> reality and yeah <laughs> right but um no it's a it's a super fun game the the biggest um like shock to me in this game was just how much the, uh, less emphasis they put on actually like battling Pokemon. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you have to battle Pokemon a lot, but like, you can just literally go in and like you know hide in the grass yeah. and start throwing 
balls at Pokemon willy nilly and catch a lot of them. You know, like just yes. catch a so much crap more fun ton of Pokemon. That too. I'm sure somebody will come up with some kind of challenge where it's like a no battle challenge, right? How many? Right. How many? You know, how far can I get in the game only catching Pokemon and never battling wild Pokemon and that kind of right. thing? You know, like. Yeah, no, I, I I'm enjoying it. The um, it's hard though. It's like very I've hard. I've died yeah. quite a few times. In the, like yeah. it, at first I was like, ah, it's fine. This is easy. But then I know the, that because I keep rescuing all of your satchels. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, Wait, what's his be, trainer name? Lucas. Elijah. He always names himself after his kid. Yeah. So how come you're seeing his satchels and I'm not? I guess because I'm getting them before you. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's hard. It's it's a tough yeah. game. Like the Pokemon, it, like after the second or third area, <coughs> it just Pardon. like starts like getting pretty ruthless. Can, like the the Pokemon will start ganging up on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like it, it gets hard. Can we talk about that though for a second? Because I don't even think Justin's experienced that yet, and maybe some of our listeners. Because I don't think everybody's buying this. I game. caught the three starters, of... and that's the extent of my uh, experience sure. with interacting with Pokemon. So I think a lot of people kind of looked over this one when it first came out because they thought it was going to be kind of an odd, odd man out kind of thing, not a main series game, I don't have to get it. But now I'm starting to see more people buying it like after the fact because I think the reviews are coming in. Um, The satchel aspect is really interesting. When you die, whether that's from fall damage or from getting hit with Pokemon attacks too many times or whatever, you will lose a bunch of your items and spawn back at base camp like several hours later. Um, when you do that, your items are gone until another player who's playing online on Wi-Fi finds your satchel and delivers it back to base camp for you, and then you get all of your items back. That's going to be a bummer in like 15 years when there's nobody <laughs> online playing this game and your items are just gone <laughs> forever. But at the moment, it's a very interesting way to add a little like touch of... Oh, yeah. like It, like, I, it, I, I, it reminds me of Dark Souls um, or, you know, Demon Souls before Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's it's really cool. I I've uh, I haven't had the pleasure of rescuing anybody's satchel because I'm uh, everybody's satchel I see it's like well how the hell do I get way up there? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah no I'm it's cool. It reminds me a lot of playing the the Wii U is a very unique system. So with a lot of very unique um, interactions and stuff. And one of the things that I really had fond memories of was getting the meshes, messages in a bottle in Wind Waker oh, yeah. from other players. I forgot and, about like, that. Having that whole experience. What were you going to say, Justin? So this is like online multiplayer style? It's sort it's as of. it's as multiplayer as it gets. Yeah, you're not going to be like connecting and actually physically encountering another player. But I might log in and see, oh, Steve went on to the planes and found my satchel and brought it back to me. Here's all the items I lost, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Like you'll see on the map, I've seen like Andy's satchel. I'm guessing that's you know Andy. I'm assuming it. Andy. We've gotten a lot of Andy's, so he might be dying. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've been <laughs> yeah. A ton me of too. Andy's satchels. <laughs> Unless there's just a lot of players. The other thing is a Actually, lot of players. Actually, I think I asked him about that, and he says it's not him. Really? Oh, so a lot now of that I think about it because he probably would name himself like DJ or something. A lot of players so, yeah, are naming themselves exactly. Dawn and Lucas because those were the main characters' names in Diamond and Pearl. Diamond and Pearl. So I keep seeing Lucases, and I'm like, oh, another Lucas, and I'm like, wait, hold up, that's just because that's <laughs> yeah, that, that's like if my name was Ash and I was playing a Pokemon game, like yeah, okay. Try having a I, common name like Steve. Yeah, I bet. I guess the last thing I want to say before passing off the torch is that um, it's weird not having to do traditional Pokemon stuff. I don't know how spoilery we want to get, but like, you know, like I'm a couple hours in and I haven't encountered like a Pokemon gym or anything like that. Obviously, it it just doesn't, it wouldn't make sense in this world for there to be one because of the story, but like it's Mm -hmm. just way different. Like you just do way different things, you know, to progress in the game. I actually kind of hope, I hope that this becomes Pokemon like from now on kind of and maybe like I don't know we get we get remakes or something but I'm thinking about going back and playing Brilliant Diamond now because I want that Dark Ride DLC in this game and um, and because I'm kind of getting the itch for it because I've been you know experiencing all the locations and stuff from that game in this game very Breath of the Wild you know that same feeling you get when you go to Lon Lon Ranch and it's there and, and it makes you want to play right. Arena of Time and stuff but um but I'm going to have a hard time going back to a turn-based traditional Pokemon game after this because it's going to feel so outdated to me. Like, I remember thinking that with the 3D games, but it really wasn't much of a leap. This is a leap. Like, this feels hard to recover from for me. Like, I just don't know that I could play... Like, if Gen 9 comes out and it's just like Pokemon Sword and Shield again, 
I'm kind of going to feel let down, I think, because I feel like this is what it should be now, you know? And I don't know, maybe people yeah, disagree, but good. I think you put uh, yeah, this I'm, game I'm in like a modern setting with towns and badges and gyms and stuff. And it's like, like, I would love to play a remake of Pokemon Red in this engine, you know? Like explore Kanto with all its like cityscapes and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be way down for that, you know? Like just start remaking the games in, in this engine now and I'm sold. Keep remaking Pokemon games is, is what we've arrived at, right? <laughs> Heck, they sell. Diamond and Pearl yeah. was like the best-selling game of all time for Nintendo until or Pokemon until yeah. this one came out, I think, and probably blew it out of the water. Hello, welcome back to Infendo Radio. You might be noticing the music went silent and it's been replaced with some music added in post. Thanks, Eugene. And Eugene went silent and we cut off in mid-sentence. That's because even though we're not doing a live show, there's still technical issues. Eugene lost power like a scrub, like a lazy scrub. So we're doing the rest of the show without him. Um, luckily, he already said his piece on the game, so I regret talking so much now. So I guess we're just going to keep chugging along and talk about first right. impressions. Steve, tell me about Pokemon. Tell me about your experience. I didn't even get to ask Eugene what starter you picked. Justin, do you know which starter you're going to pick when you uh, yeah. finally get to do that? Um, I was actually planning on picking the same one that I picked in the original, but I don't remember what that was, so... <laughs> I might well, have to to dig around and, and find it. <laughs> well, that's okay. I know who I picked. I went with Rowlet. You did go with Rowlet. I'm a little jealous, actually, now that... Uh, I'm a little happened. jealous with yours, actually. Yeah? I would have rather had yours, and I think you would have rather had mine. I think okay, mine ended up being my So if that's an option, actually. then I definitely have no idea what I'm picking, because... So, yeah, the so starters your options are, are Rowlet, Rowlet Cyndaquil, Cyndaquil, and Oshawott. So good luck with that. Make an informed mm-hmm. decision based on. I think Cyndaquil was the one I started with in the original Diamond and Pearl. So. Okay, I. I don't know if that's a thing because he was he mm. was back in uh, the gold and silver, but Jota. it's fine. You'll figure it yeah. out. You'll know what you're doing. So I'm really really liking this game, and I'm really um, really happy you are because can I can I I'm gonna interrupt yeah, you? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, so when we play game, when we get games, like when Monster Hunter Rise came out, when this game came out, when any game comes out, you have this thing, and now that I've told you about it, you're gonna notice it every time a new game comes out, <laughs> where you um yeah you're shrugging, you're groaning, I know. Um, you get yourself all like in this weird like reverse psyched mode where you're like mm-hmm. I'm nervous, I'm not gonna enjoy this game. I'm nervous, I'm not going to be a team player and be a part of this experience with you and everything. And then you play the game and you have a great time and you love it and everything's good, but it's like you get so like worked up that you're gonna not like the game. It's the weirdest thing yeah. I've ever seen. But then I, I usually wind up liking the game. Yeah. So I kind of went like I Lucas and I kind of went through the same thing where, you know, that first hour was like, oh my god, stories, I just want to play the game. But then a thing kind of happens where all at once you don't even realize it and you just magically start playing the game. Yeah, then you're just kind of there. It's happening. <laughs> um, so let me tell you, Lucas, why I've not advanced into the fourth area much. Okay. Um, I'm in the fourth area. And you're going to have to help me out here. What is the Pokemon that drops from the trees that when it's not in sunlight, it's got the purple leaves all Sharon. folded up? And when he's in the yeah, so when when he's in the sunlight, he's all. We are not up. playing. I, Who's that Pokemon? I was I swear a little to God, I will leave the show. There's a reason for this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, because that's right. I remember the story. Go yeah, on. So, I decided that I was going to get caught up on all the side missions, which mm-hmm. is ironic that uh, I'm wearing the shirt I am tonight. It says I'm not procrastinating. I'm doing side quests. Perfect. Literally, what I did, I decided on Monday that's what I was going to do. Yeah. I was going to hunt down a Cherim in Area 3. I'm going to catch a Cherim in Area 3. And I hunted Cherim in Area 3 all effing day so on the, Monday. So the funny thing about this is I was in the fourth area, and I was like, oh, look, a random... Oh, no, I was in the fifth area, I think. I was in an area, and I was like, oh, look, a random tree. And I knocked it down. It was a Cherim. And I was like, oh, look, that thing Steve was yeah. looking for for five hours. I looked for it all day day on monday could not find it i'm like fine so i start doing other missions 
I get through every other mission I can except for the fill out the, you know, complete the Pokedex entry for this one. Which, by the way, when you're doing those and it says complete the Pokedex entry, that doesn't mean 100% the Pokedex entry. That means mm -hmm. get it up to level 10. Justin so doesn't even know out. what you're talking about. I know. he hasn't and even he seen a He's, Pokedex yet. He can like... go back and listen to this later on. And, um, <laughs> so I did that all day. Couldn't find it. Finally gave up. I finally decided to finish all the other missions. And then I decided to finally enter Area 4. Well, while I was in Area 4, just kind of exploring like I always do when I get into a new area, mm -hmm. I got um, one of those time-space, uh, time-warp things. I don't even remember what they're called. Yeah, the space-time The space-time distor Yeah, those yeah. things. So I got one of those, and I'm like, I think oh, this my is just God. All, like, just oh, my God. Oh, my random nonsense. There's, <laughs> there's fossil I have Pokemon vague ideas there, what Lucas. some of the stuff is, but... Yeah. There's fossil Basically, Pokemon in there, but they're not new. Basically, They're just old. think of just think of a. I, I, first of I appreciate that you're doing this, Steve, because it was I, I had the same experience. It was very magical. Think of a, a big circular like like Fortnite storm thing, like a just a, a circular. <laughs> I've area. seen them like in the yeah. background. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's just like if you get into one, then you encounter all these weird, random, high right. level Pokemon, and there's all kinds of rare items on the ground. It, it's, it's like it's a treasure actually, loot like moment kind of thing. And it's actually the reason Porygon is in this game because mm -hmm. he's from the the. Space Space-time distortion. Just so I get like into the space-time distortion. I find a couple of fossil Pokemon. I'm all hyped. I'm out of space in my satchel. I'm deleting stuff. I'm probably not going to need more than the other <laughs> stuff. And then the time distortion ends, and I see a shaking tree. Oh, what the hell? I'll go hit this shaking tree. It was a damn cherum. I had hunted all day, but I'm getting ready to head back to town. I decide to hit this tree, and it's the cherum I've been hunting for all day. So I'm also a little salty at cherum, and I want to take a minute to complain about it. He's a it. jerk. So the biggest problem I have with cherum is in the games, in the main games, um, he only turns into his, his little form when he's in the sunlight. He, he has two forms. He's, he's hiding in his little flower, where he's like a bright, happy little skippy flower right. boy. Um, now, in this game, you can throw your Pokemon. They don't follow you, but you can toss them out and interact with them, like in the overworld and in town and stuff. I was really hoping during the day he would be in his flower form, and at night he would be bundled up and everything. But he's not. He only goes into flower form if it's sunny out while you're in a battle. And that bummed me out. I wanted to have a little happy Cherum floating around with me while I was catching Pokemon That would stuff. be cool. But, yeah, what you gonna do? So, the first thing I did when I was in the early game, um, I had to find an Eevee. So Lucas tried to help me find an Eevee spawn, which was mm -hmm. not spawning for me in my game. So I wandered all around the first area, finally found a nice, reliable Eevee spawn. Um, so I finally started catching Eevees. I, you know, stashed a couple of them away. And the first thing I did was got Espeon, and then Sylveon, and then Umbreon. And they've been my main three throughout the whole game. Um, I picked up from a space-time distortion, I picked up a Porygon, because um, once I heard that he was in the game, I had to have one, because mm -hmm. we're from a different time, we've been dropped into this world, Porygon is not from this world, it just made sense. It's like we're soulmates. So I've got him up to a Porygon Z, he's my main Porygon. And then I found a horde. I, I keep calling them hordes. What are they actually yeah. called? The breakouts or whatever? Uh, yeah, something like that. Pokemon. I can't yeah. even remember now. Oh, swarm. That's what they're called. Yeah. So I found a swarm of Stantlers, and running around was a green one that I almost swarm missed because I was Stantlers. getting attacked by a Geodude. Fast. Yeah. So I, I killed the Geodude. I ran up to the Stantler, got it into a battle, was able to catch it pretty easily because it was a low level. So that was the second shiny I got, and I won't say what my first one was because it spoils something else. Mm -hmm. um, so I got my shiny Stantler, and then just right before the show, I decided to boot up the game, and I was going to go... I don't remember what I was going to do, but it wasn't what I ended up doing because I saw there was a swarm of um, haunters. And so I drop into this swarm, and I thought I heard the shiny sound, but I'm like, nah, I don't see any shinies. So I just started catching all these haunters real quick. Well, when I went back to go back to town, yeah. I found that one of those haunters I caught was actually a shiny. And I think we have that on recording, actually. because We do. We were recording at, at that, that point. point. So, you know, that's pretty fun. So that's that was, But I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of like I said earlier. I remember saying to Lucas at one point, this is a Justin game because it's a game. 
where you can just like after you get through the initial story mm -hmm. you can literally just wander around the game yeah. for hours not progress the story there's no worry you can do whatever you want and the nice thing is is when you're ready to progress the story you can get yeah. yourself in that right mindset and you know that when you go to that story mission it's going to be story heavy you get into a new area all right new area let's go explore for a few hours yeah we'll worry about the story later so i'm really enjoying it well i want to i look forward to getting to the point where i can willingly avoid the story <laughs> i look forward to you getting to the point where you can actually like you know control a pokemon and Mm -hmm. about the world and all that stuff. Um, I want to give my two cents on this game. I will keep I it like rather short. I like seeing Pokemon in my Pokemon game. I'll keep it kind of short because I butted into pretty much everybody else's segments and you guys kind of already know how I feel. And I'm kind of planning on doing like a full video review on my channel anyway because this game's got me really inspired and I really want to make content about it. Um, but I love this game and uh, just so freaking much. Like I, I got into these debates with one of our old listeners and, and good friends, Phantom, back when he was around. And one of the things we debated was about Pokemon needing a refresh. And we kind of took two very hard-lined opposite sides. I said, I think the game is fine as it is. I think a refresh, while it could be interesting, would really alienate the fan base. People like competitive battling and stuff like that. I think a game without turn-based battles would be, you know, a travesty to nature. And Phantom was like, it needs to go a completely different direction. I want Nino Cooney style. You're not controlling the monsters. You're just controlling yourself kind of thing, blah, 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 blah. And um, that debate's popped into my head a lot because I feel like this game is kind of the best of what we both mm -hmm. wanted. Like, it keeps a very traditional... It feels like a Pokemon game. It this does. game feels like... Like, if you told me... But then me, it doesn't at the same time. Yeah, yeah. In the same way that, like, Mario 64 feels like a Mario game. Like, if you told me as a kid that this is what Pokemon was going to be like, like, 25 years in the future, I'd be like, duh, you know, like, of course. But but it's so refreshing. It's so different. And I, really, and I think really, that's really a good like description that. of it. Like, it doesn't not feel like Pokemon, but yeah. it feels like, if you'll pardon Innovation. the expression, it feels like an evolution. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, this is what yeah. Pokemon should be or probably should have been maybe a decade or so ago but right. like the 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 gears at the Pokemon company or the gears at Game Freak move slowly but yeah um there are things there are things that I've been wanting to talk about on the show since I encountered them and uh, just minor things but the attention to detail that they put into this game um like Ghastly Ghastly is a is a toxic gas cloud he's literally a poisonous ghost and most Pokemon, when you touch them in the overworld, they don't damage you. But if you run into a Ghastly, he will hurt you because you're breathing in his toxins. That is such a cool experience for me. I That's was running, why that happens. Yeah, I was running from one, and he hit me, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm breathing in the noxious fumes, and I fell back on my that butt. That makes so much sense. The fact that they replaced the PC boxes with a stable, so now when you're walking uh -huh. around, you can see your Pokemon wandering the stable in the background. Really nice touch, really fits with the theme. The coolest thing I've experienced in this game from like a story detail perspective is as you play the game, you'll encounter the Diamond Clan and the Pearl Clan, and they both worship this god that they believe is the is the god of Pokemon. One believes in the space god, one believes in the time god. If you've played Gen 4, you probably know who they worship. But um, for the sake of, of not getting into any of that story, um, they, they live their lives very differently. The, the time people value time. They, time isn't something to be wasted. Wake up early in the morning, get to where you're going, live your life, do things right. The space people value space and nature and the open land. Take things slow, enjoy the environment. Um, and I didn't realize this until last night when I finally stumbled onto the Pearl Settlement, but they each have a settlement in the game. The Diamond Settlement is this little tight-knit community of like teepees and tents and stuff all set up together, and they're all just kind of living together in this little village. The Pearl Settlement, all of the houses are spaced out along like the mountain ridge that they live on. And they've all got wide open spaces and, and areas to, to look at, like yards. And it's just, it's a little touch, but it was so cool to see like, they actually like built their settlements and lived their lives according to their values. You know, it's, it's one of those things that I didn't even notice it like the first three times I went into the settlement that I was like, oh my God, wait a second. These, and, and these houses are way things, spaced out. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I liked about Breath of the Wild and how it does its storytelling is it's all about yeah. observation and lore mm -hmm. 
and like yeah. you walk into this you you meet a character you walk into an area and there are very subtle references to things that have happened or things that mm-hmm. that the are influenced by the culture that the game doesn't explicitly tell you it's just there because somebody decided to elaborate on an idea yeah yeah they actually do that with one of the pokemon hazui and growlith is always seen in pairs yeah they do a lot of they actually do a lot of that with um the pokemon and the way they interact with you and everything it's it's really cool and then as you get their pokedex data and you read up more about them and stuff the way that they you know how they came to the region why they act the way they do that kind of stuff really cool to see the evolutions in this game are so hard to figure out steve and i there's this one evolution for this one gen 2 pokemon that you meet in area 2 as one of your rideable pokemon um we spent a good day and a half throwing theories back and forth trying to figure out how to evolve this thing and the way he evolves is such a like breath of the wild style like so freaking weird and hard to predict. Oh, and oh Did my I ever God. tell you that it's not based on location? No, it's, it's I know just that. It's based on the other thing. I know that. I know. We were wrong yeah. about the one, but we were right about the other yeah. two. Yeah, it was the weirdest oh, thing. Oh, that was wild. Um, there's Pokemon that evolve based on like like how much damage they've taken in battle, what move they've used a certain number of times. Or like, how so, they use that move. Um, I'm just gonna, different ways to use the moves. I'm just going to spoil this because it's a very minor spoiler um, and everybody already knows these Pokemon exist from the trailers, but Hisui and Voltorb's evolution into Electrode is weird because he's an electric grass type, so I thought he would evolve with the Thunderstone like I think he does in the main games. He didn't. Sure enough, after I dug up a leaf stone, that's how he evolves because he's a grass type now. So like, just it's it's been fun just yeah. like going and not not trying not to spoil myself with like how these things happen and like research it organically and naturally. Oh, you know what I to... just thought about? Hmm. I think they changed it last gen. You might also be able to evolve an Eevee into Glaceon with an ice stone. Ah, maybe we should try. So it. I might have been able to get one now if well, I'm I, willing to spend the points. I did find the ice rock too. So if that's not a thing, there is an ice well, rock. Well, but I'm use. I'm not there. I know where yeah. it is, but I'm not there yet. So. The last big thing I want to talk about, well, I guess two things. First off, um, uh, the starter I chose for this game, which I, I advertised I would be doing on the show for a few weeks now, is Bidoof, because I didn't want any of the starters. So I went with a Bidoof that I caught, the very first Pokemon I caught in the game, a Bidoof. He is now level 73, and he is my little buddy, and we are kicking butt. He is my, he is my reserve Pokemon, okay? So like when I get into a battle, it's like, okay, go Gardevoir, go Scissor. When they faint, it's like, all right, bring out the big guns, and out comes Bidoof, and he just kicks butt, man. It's so good. I love it so much. Um, but the other thing I want to talk about is the fact that as of this recording, I have 10 shiny Pokemon that I've caught in this game. I have three. I would like to list them off for you real quick. I have not caught a Pokemon. I know. I've caught a shiny Bidoof, a Gligar, a Ponyta. I don't even know why I'm on this show. (laughs) A Glammeow, a Voltorb, an Electrode, a Starly, a Geodude, an Octillery, and a Shinx. It's been a good week. Wow. I love freaking shiny hunting so, in this game. I'm not even doing it, like, actively. I'm just you, passively you, running around I and know, finding I know. You need shinies. to give your PSA, though. Yeah. Because your PSA helped me get that one tonight. Okay, yeah. So shiny Pokemon can show up in a couple of ways. They show up in those raids that Steve was talking about, the the invasion, the outbreaks. The swarms. Yeah, yeah, the swarms of Pokemon. Um, and they're they're rare, but they're there. So check that the out. Highest odds there. And if you if you don't see one, maybe catch a couple, leave, come back. The swarm might still right. be there. It's not a guarantee, but it, it's a good way to kind of hunt for them. Um, if you're playing this game, play it with headphones or at least with the sound up or something, because you will see a little shimmer when the shiny Pokemon is there. You will hear an audible bing noise when the shiny Pokemon is there. And every Which couple is... of seconds, you'll hear bing again. And that means there's a shiny Pokemon there and well, you better find it. So. And that's what was weird about that Haunter I caught pre-show. Mm-hmm. I heard the sound. But you couldn't tell because they all looked but the I, same. I yeah. couldn't tell because they all looked the same, and it didn't show the shimmer because I'd missed the shimmer that's on screen. That's such a cool experience. And though. I'm like, well, I'm just going to catch them all anyway because that's what that's what I well, do. That's what you got to do. So I caught them all. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I caught all the haunters, like all 12 of them or however many of them there were in that swarm. And then when I went back to town, it's like, oh, you need to report data. So I report my data, and it shows all the Pokemon you caught on that <laughs> excursion. And I'm like, that's a shiny symbol. That was a shiny. That's where that shiny was that I thought I heard. And the reason I didn't hear it after 
is because it was one of the first three that were you there. already got it the yeah. the geodude that i caught i caught like a half hour before we got together and recorded i was just mm-hmm. walking around and i was like oh no way gold geodude I was like, excellent. Now I can say I caught 10 shiny Pokemon on the show tonight. So That's awesome. I've been having a really good... It's been fun. It's, it's just, I've, I'm, I'm like 55 hours into this game that came out a week ago, which is terrifying. But um, I love it oh, so much. I'm 37. I haven't even moved past the fourth area. I love it so much. I really like this game a lot. Like I, I would love to play another Pokemon game like this sometime, and I hope they continue to do it like this. I really want the next game in the series to just feel like this you know like i don't need to go back to a grid and and going into the grass and encountering them do you realize how hard it's going to be to play brilliant diamond oh i know i know it's going to be like a a retro blast to the past i booted i booted it up just to get the data on my switch to do the dark cry event post game and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. how am I going to play this? Am yeah. I going to play this?" I think the well, they're like they're like of... two completely different. Um... I know, but it's going to be hard because this <laughs> new one is so pretty. It really does make you feel like the old games are just lacking, like, in, yeah. like um, but but I think the thing that'll kind of get me through is so we were kind of talking before the games came out, and Steve originally you were talking about playing Brilliant Diamond kind of before you got into Arceus to experience everything in Arceus with the reference to Diamond and Pearl. I've been doing the exact opposite. I've been going into this game, and you have too, actually, because you haven't really played Brilliant Diamond. Yeah, but um, I, I've, yeah. I've gone into this game, and I vaguely remember things from Diamond and Pearl. I remember the lakes, right? I remember yeah, stories I remember about the legendary Pokemon and time and space mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I vaguely remember how some of the characters looked and that the characters in this game are references to characters in the old game, that kind of stuff. Um, but now, when I do eventually go back to, like, Brilliant Diamond, which unfortunately I think is the version I'm going to get to, because from what I was looking at, it's got all the better, like, legends and stuff, and it's... I, I had Pearl, and I always well, kind of hated that. and I, I didn't get it to necessarily collect them all, because yeah. I've already collected them yeah. all. It just has the National Pokedex up to 492 or whatever. Mm-hmm. You got it for the Dark Ride DLC in this game. <laughs> That's... I had a gift card. And I, um, I, got, I got it because... Um, Walmart screwed up the pricing, and I basically got, and you got diamond Walmart and pearl for slightly more than the price of one of them. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm I'll looking, ever play either one, but I've got I'm them. Forward, I'm looking forward to going to those games when I completely run out of things to do in this game, and I start like like playing it out of necessity more than out of like sheer joy, you know. Um, because I, I do kind of want to see, like, the future, you know, like everything that, like, Jubilife City instead of Jubilife Village mm-hmm. and, and all the, the places that I've been to and how familiar they look and stuff like that, you know, like, like Snow Point Temple or whatever it's called and that kind of stuff. So, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to playing it. I also remember kind of liking Diamond and Pearl things about, like, the contests were fun. I like that. So, I think there will be some things to do. But... Isn't Snow Point where Regigigas was? It is. Oh, I wonder... So, one last thing that I'll say, and I don't really have that any... that was an ancient temple. I don't really have any conclusive evidence on this, because I haven't finished the game yet, and I have a feeling all the legendary stuff is going to come after the game is over, if I had to yeah. guess. But um, there's all this mention of a hero that used to wander the world with his Pokemon, and um, in every story, the hero had ten Pokemon. In every area of the game, there are murals of ten, like, cave paintings of Pokemon, most of which are legendaries. Like, I can make out, like, Dialga and Palkia. Um, I think I've seen a lot of the rideable ones there. Uh, I saw, like, a Manaphy. I saw Arceus and stuff like that. Um, And they're different in every area. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means that you have to have those Pokemon in your party to unlock something or see something or if interacting with the 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 symbols is going to become an option or something or if they're just there as like a cheeky little easter egg kind of thing but in every area there's a mural with 10 pokemon on it and in every area the 10 pokemon are different so i have no idea what any of that means where are these murals i haven't seen them yet okay so in area two um it's up where the gardevoirs are kind of away from the the area where you do the the boss fight there's like a little ruins where the gardevoir or the, where the ralts hang out and there's like a, a broken pillar with a with the mural on it in um area three there's like a little sea cave that you can go into and it's on one of the walls in the sea cave um i forget where they are in the other areas because i i don't 
look around huh. that one. But there, yeah, I've the seen... only the only thing I've found is the ruins that have the Tialga and Falkia statues. Yeah, I saw those too, actually. But no, there's there's definitely something there, and it's there's ten Pokemon, so it's a reference to the the hero that they talk about, who they you remind them of. And I, I don't know, I don't know what it means. Hmm. I don't know if it's going to be anything. Um, there are all kinds of collectibles. This game basically has its own version of Koroks, which oh. is really interesting. And then a second version of that, which is also really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, were you talking about the the, the 28 collectibles? There's, there's a 28 collectible, and then there's a 107 yeah. collectible. And they're yeah. both very fascinating. Really encourage you to explore every nook and cranny of the world. A lot of stuff to do in this game. Really now, cool. the... That's the other thing I was going to say, because there was one more thing. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I lost it. It's the thing fine. I'll be curious to see is if they incorporate DLC into this game, like they did with Sword and Shield, which I really hope they do. I would love to get, like, two more big areas to explore, personally. Um, and if they add more Pokemon. Because it seems like the number is... I know we were worried about it. It hasn't really been an issue for me, but the number is low. It's, like, around 200 and something, it seems like. Mm -hmm. um, which is fine. But there's a lot of repeats. You know, you go into one area... And you see Hippowdon and Machap and and uh, Carnivine. Then you go into Area 2 and you see Hippowdon and Machop and, and Clefairy, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's like mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of spillover from area to area in addition to the new stuff. But kind of uh, the same Pokemon in the same amounts that you saw in Diamond and Pearl. So it kind of makes sense. But yeah. I would like to see some more Pokemon make it into the game, like in future content, hopefully. So... We'll see, I, I could see there being a season pass. Breath of the Wild had one. I really Sword hope. and Shield had one. I really hope they do it. I would really like all, that. A lot of Nintendo. All games I have know is at this point, lately. at this point, I have four Pokemon games for the Switch, and I have not gotten halfway through any of them. Oh, let's talk about that Time for a second. to get started. <laughs> so Lucas ended up buying this game for me because at the moment I didn't have the cash that I needed to purchase this one. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't going to get to play it on launch night and he wasn't about to have that. So then I had a gift card to Best Buy. So I went ahead, and that's what I was trying to use to buy this game originally. So I went ahead and bought Brilliant yep. Diamond There's with a... that. And then when I got the money on hand that I was going to use for Legends Arceus, I turned around and bought new Pokemon Snap. So I think I'm. I've got all the Pokemon games now. I don't have Snap. I'm considering getting it uh, because the there's like that double coins deal going on right now, and I know I'm gonna end up getting it eventually anyway. But yeah, it's sixty bucks. I don't have so. Yeah, there is a PSA though. Ah, dear God! I guess you can start with the PSA so that you were gonna do, Lucas. I feel so bad for him. This is, <laughs> is going to be rough. Um, yeah, so I was just going to say PSA. Um, as of 2019, apparently, Blockbuster will not let you buy video Best game buy. credit. You're not buying oh, shit. I was going to say Blockbuster still Blockbuster, exists. Blockbuster won't let you buy anything. But no, Best Buy will not let you buy... Um, let's be real, they're almost as outdated at this point. They won't let you buy video game credit with, uh, with, with the gift cards card. anymore. You can't buy eShop credit. You can't buy like Xbox monies, if that's yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah, don't uh, don't try it. You'll be really disappointed. Don't wait until launch day to see if you can buy it. Yeah, exactly. Steve. <laughs> yeah, because somebody was procrastinating. We won't mention his name. Well, we've cut out twice now. I promised you guys a technically flawless show, and I did not deliver, so I apologize well, for that. Well, you don't know that. We'll the be back. produced version will probably be flawless. I don't know how he could possibly <laughs> pull that off. He'll surprise me. <laughs> we we will be back next week with another show. Thank you guys so much for listening to this one. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, like us, comment on us, subscribe on us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Rub up on us. Peace. Bye-bye. See you real soon.